Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had. And she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first. And she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly. But when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study on this first Sunday of Lent. Paraclete, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness, so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Amen. The application for last Sunday was let your example show others how to glorify God and how to heal in Jesus's name. Visit someone in a rest home, hospital, or jail and let them know that they are of value and that they are loved by God. Maybe you can bring a family member or friend with you when you go. Remember, lepers were victims of loneliness. So pick out someone who is lonely and God will again heal the leper of today through you. I brought Holy Communion to my next door neighbor and read the gospel to her. She has been sick for a long time and 
hungers for Jesus' healing touch upon her. I read the gospel to her and shared with her how Jesus was always healing the sick and that he was right here with her. As she heard the word and took and ate the host, Jesus was healing her. She was so thankful and told me that I can't even imagine what my coming there with Jesus means to her. I left there thankful that the Lord used me to touch her heart. Applying the scriptures to your life are so important. At the top of each lesson of the bread of life, there are two questions. What was a helpful or new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? I was reading through the books that uh, Deacon Ken wrote and that I wrote, the old Bread of Life Catholic Bible Studies, and the book dated 1994 to 2000 on these questions. Uh, Ken wrote, Deacon Ken wrote, from last week's gospel on the man who was healed of leprosy, um, the thought that came to him was that leprosy was a fearful, contagious disease. And we know all that. And in the application he chose for his life was, and I'll quote, I can help stop this contagious disease by sterilizing my mouth with prayers of praise and quotes from scripture. Oh, so true. And I just wanted to share that with you. I'm getting little tidbits of his um, answers to these questions and personal questions that given me even more insight into who he was. And now that he's been gone for seven years, uh, he's in heaven, he's still speaking to me through these Bible studies. Now we are going out of ordinary time and into Lent. The reading on this first Sunday of Lent is Mark 1, 12 to 15. The spirit drove Jesus out into the desert and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel, the gospel of the Lord. The same message that John the Baptist went around speaking on. Repent and believe in the gospel. Wow. Let's go into the questions. Who drove Jesus into the desert? The spirit drove Jesus into the desert and what had just taken place. Jesus had just been baptized in the Jordan by John. Where did Jesus remain? He remained in the desert and for how long? For 40 days. What did the Lord make the Israelites do? Wander in the desert for 40 years. And for what reason? Because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. Numbers 32 13 says, so the anger of the Lord flared up against the Israelites and he made them wander in the desert, the wilderness, 40 years until the whole generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord had disappeared. The Lord gets angry when people are doing evil things. 
He, he hates to see people hurting themselves and each other. Loving one another is what pleases the Lord. We all know that. He wants only what is good for us. Question four, where did the woman go who gave birth to a son? She fled into the desert. And who had the place prepared for her? God. Revelations 12, 5 and 6 says, she gave birth to a son, a male child, destined to rule all the nations with an iron rod. Her child was caught up to God in his throne. The woman herself fled into the desert where she had a place prepared by God that there she might be taken care of for 1260 days. Five, by whom was Jesus tempted? He was tempted by Satan. And who was he among the wild beasts? And who ministered to him? Angels, Mark 1, 13. Jesus was tempted just as we are. He chose to do his father's will and never gave in to Satan. We can do as Jesus did whenever we attempt it because he left us his spirit as our helper in times of temptation. What broke out in the heavens? Who was the huge dragon and what did he do and where was he thrown? Revelations 12, 7 and 9 says, Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels battled against the dragon. The dragon and its angels fought back, but they did not prevail there. And there was, there was no longer any place for them in heaven. The huge dragon, the ancient serpent, who was called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world, was thrown down to earth, and its angels were thrown down with it. There's a personal question. In what way have you been tempted, and how have you handled it? I get tempted, for me anyway, I get tempted to fall into depression sometimes for no reason at all. I fight it by keeping busy, getting into scripture, eating right, no overeating, exercise, going for a walk. And I say often, take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. That's in 2 Corinthians 10, 5. And also getting enough rest and filling my mind with what is good and pleasing to the Lord. That was for me. So remember I said before, you try to do this, those. How are you being tempted? Number seven. After John had been arrested, where did Jesus go? And what did he proclaim? Mark 1, 14. Jesus, after he was arrested, went to Galilee and proclaimed the gospel of God. What time did Jesus say this was? It's the time of fulfillment. What was at hand? The kingdom of God is at hand. And what must we do and believe? Repent and believe in the gospel. Where did Jesus, John the Baptist do his preaching? And what did he say? In those days, John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea. And saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And 10, what does God demand now and for what reason? Acts 17, 30 to 31 says, God has overlooked the times of ignorance. 
but now he demands that all people everywhere repent because he has established a day on which he will judge the world with justice through a man he has appointed. And he has provided confirmation for all by raising him from the dead. That is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Thank you so much, Jesus, for saving us. Number 11, in whom are we to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? And what will happen if we do? You and your household will be saved. Acts 16, 31. I love that scripture. That's a powerful scripture. And a personal question. In what way have you repented of unbelief in Jesus? And are there some, still some areas in your life you are holding on to? Repent and turn to God. Well, I had someone recently give, gave me a negative report about the Catholic Church, talking about the Catholic Church. And I believe that Jesus established the church when he gave the keys to Peter. And when he rose and left us his spirit to remind us of all he said and did. I am going to be 80 this year and have been baptized, confirmed and received all my sacraments. My faith has grown over the years. I know that faith comes through hearing and what is heard is the word of God. I've been reading the scripture uh, daily since 1974. So I have a good idea what Jesus is saying and what he, and uh, that, that he's alive. And when I hear other, others questioning my faith and the way I believe, the focus is not on their own faith and belief in Christ, but in finding fault. If I am talking about others and their faith in God and their submission to authority, I make myself a God, and that is an idolatry. Questioning those in authority with the word of God, with the gift of discernment is okay. They are human and many went astray. But I must live out the gospel message of love, patience, and submission to those God has put in authority. I am convinced the Holy Spirit is leading the Catholic Church. And I do not question the spirit, but follow his lead. And I thank Jesus for leaving me as spirit, who leads me to all truths. I don't have any areas of unbelief in my uh, life. He is alive. He is very present. And I talk to him daily, all through the day. And so I, I have no question about his, his about belief in Jesus and what he did. He died on the cross and saved me from my own weaknesses and sins. And I know I have a need for him because I still fall. And so I'm thankful for him to sit for saving me. The commentary for this week on Mark 1 starts off, Jesus left the crowds that flocked around him at his baptism and went into the desert where he was tempted by Satan. Jesus shows us that all of us can be tempted and that temptation is bad for us only when we give in. We must always remember that times of inner testing need not be hated and resented because through them, our character can be strengthened and God can teach us valuable lessons. Jesus will never desert us when we face Satan 
and deal with his false promises. Satan tempted and persuaded Adam and Eve to sin in the garden. He tempted Jesus in the wilderness and did not persuade him. To be tempted is not wrong, but to tempt others or cause them to give in is simply sin. Jesus endured the time of trial by not sinning when tempted so that he could reinforce the proof that Satan can be defeated. We have within us the Holy Spirit, who is the second person of the Holy Trinity. We are the temples of the Holy Spirit, and we could not do anything to fight against Satan if we did not have the Spirit within us. We do not have to fear. The power of the Spirit will help us defeat Satan in any temptation at any time and place. 1 John 4, 4, you belong to God, children, and you have conquered them for the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The good news that Jesus preaches is that at last he is here and he began God's personal reign on earth. The people who first heard this message were oppressed, poor, and without hope. Jesus's words were good news because they offered freedom, blessing, and promise because he wants to begin his personal reign on earth. <clears throat> he depends on us. We are his eyes, arms, and legs. Scripture tells us what Jesus said, being in the kingdom of God would mean. The spirit of God has anointed you. He is upon you, giving you strength and courage. Luke 4, 18. The reign of God is at hand. Go forth and heal. Go forth and make disciples of all nations, Matthew 28, 19. And our application for this week's first reading shows us that patience is a virtue of God and man. In the second reading, we see baptism as a pledge of forgiveness from God. The gospel tells us to change our attitudes to those of the good news. This week, Ask your spouse, children, friends, and employers and employees where you need to change. Have them write out what they see as a needed change. See what the most popular area of sin is in you. Then each day practice some small action for about one week. Do not mention to anyone about the list. Your attitude will change with prayer, reading scripture, going to the sacraments of reconciliation and Eucharist and through discipline. Watch for a very spiritual awakening for many people in your life. Let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website 
at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.